A lot of people have a million dollar vision, million dollar dream, but they got a minimum wage work ethic and no tenacity. You gotta be tenacious. You've gotta go out there and say, I'm the effing man, I'm the effing woman. I'm gonna make it happen, I'm gonna figure it out. Change takes time, that's a myth. Bro, that's a myth. Change takes a decision. You could decide right here and now with this video. You could forever say, let me show you the video that made me change my life. That made me identify and be that tenacious winner. When I saw this video, I made a decision that the old me is dead. I had a funeral for the old me and the new me was born that day and life will never be the same. Hey guys, welcome to the Driven Not Given podcast. I'm your host as always, JC Rangel. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about tenacity. I believe that tenacious is a very, very big compliment to be. For somebody to say that you are a tenacious person, that is a very big compliment. I realized this like four years ago. I was hanging out with a couple of buddies. Turns out that we knew the same guy. There's some guys from another state. We met at a convention. I don't know where we were. But, um, uh, and we were talking about a common friend that we had. And one of the gentlemen said, yeah, Kelly is very, Ke Kelly is very tenacious. He's a super tenacious guy. That's why he's so successful. And I, I remember sitting there thinking, what a compliment that is. For me, I look at this and I think, that's such a big compliment. Because yes, for an entrepreneur, for a go-getter, being tenacious, having tenacity, is such an important trait of successful people. So we're gonna dissect the word tenacity and being tenacious and what it means to be tenacious. So let's get into the definition of tenacity. The definition of tenacity is the quality or fact of being determined. Determination. What is tenacity in a person? It also describes it as courage, metal, spirit, resolution, means, mental or moral strength to resist opposition, danger, or hardship, right? I, I got two stories I want to get into you. As an example, right? This is one of the stories that I am, that I am proud of. I often talk about it. And uh, it isn't a very, very big deal, but it's a small example of tenacity. I'm gonna share with you uh, some stories of mine and a story of a very successful entrepreneur that I followed for over 10 years, Patrick Bet David with Valuetainment. Shout out to Patrick Bet David. So back in 2007, I was a real estate agent. And um, before real estate, I used to be in the network marketing industry. And then I got introduced to Keller Williams at the time. And then I thought, well, Keller Williams, they have this uh, tiered override position kind of profit share. So I said, it's kind of like network marketing and real estate. And I had closed my first two deals like within a month. I made $6,000 on one deal, $10,000 on the other deal. That's what got me into real estate. And I was a real estate agent. Then when the market started crashing, which is basically what's happening now. I remember like it was yesterday, December 2007. And I said, I'm leaving the, the real estate industry. I, I personally wasn't very passionate about it. I was very passionate about network marketing, team building. And I said, I'm a lot more confident. I've got a lot more context. I'm going to go into network marketing. Now. I'm going to absolutely crush it. And so that's what I did. But I said, I need to get a job in the meantime to pay my bills, even the basics, because I don't need a lot of money. Mind you, at the time, I had my little apartment, single guy, no kids, no girlfriend, just, you know, didn't have a whole lot of expenses. And so, um, so I said, I thought to myself, since I'm getting out of real estate, I know a lot of people with bad credit. 
lot of my clients, a lot of people that didn't qualify. I wonder if such a thing as credit repair exists. There wasn't a lot of credit repair companies back then. Again, this is 2007. So I started looking around. I went on the internet, didn't find that much, but I saw classified. And at the back of the classified in Downey, California, which I lived next door to Downey, California, the next city down, I saw classified of a credit repair company. And I said, interesting, and they're right down the street. Perfect. It's a Latino company too. Um, I'm going to get in good with these guys. So I call the guy who's now a friend of mine, by the way, his name is George Hernandez. Shout out to George Hernandez. So I give him a call. I say, hi, can I speak to the manager, the person in charge? So they transfer me over to George. George was a manager and the brother of the owner of that company. So as I talk to George, I say, hey, how you doing? My name is JC Rangel. I'm getting out of the real estate industry and I wanted to see if I could go to your office to interview because I like to get into the credit repair business. I have a lot of customers I could send your way. He says to me, oh yeah, we're not hiring, thank you. And he hung up and I called him back. I said, excuse me, because I thought it was kind of rude, right? I guess the guy was busy because he's a really nice guy. So I give him a call back and he says, oh yeah, like I told you, we're not hiring. I said, oh, yeah, but hold on, you don't understand though. I'm not asking you for a salary position. I want to sell commission-based. I've got a clientele. And I'm thinking to myself, why would this guy say no to money and no, say no to customers? I'm not even asking to take a chair in his office. But again, he shuts me down. He says, yeah, but you know what? I'll let you know if we're hiring, but right now we're not hiring. And hangs up again. So the next morning at 8 a.m., I found out they opened at 8 a.m. At 8 a.m., I am outside their office in a suit ready for an interview. Now, mind you, I have no interview, but I'm in a suit as if I have an interview. So I go in and I tell the receptionist, I say, hi, I'm here to meet with George. She says, do you have an appointment? I says, yes. Now, I didn't have an appointment with him, but I, in my mind, I set the damn appointment. So the guy comes out with a puzzled look on his face and he's never met me. We only talked over the phone. So he looks at me, doesn't know that, that, that I'm the guy from the call yesterday. He says, hi, can I help you? And I said, yes, hey, George, my name is JC Rangel. You and I spoke yesterday about a position working here. I come from the real estate industry. Remember that conversation? He says, yes, I remember the conversation, but I told you yesterday that we're not hiring, guy. That, that was a word. He says, I told you yesterday that we're not hiring, guy. And I said, I understand. I need five minutes of your time. And if after five minutes you're not convinced, I'll walk myself out of here. But I need five minutes of your time. As you can see, I'm very serious about this. Trust me, sit down with me for five minutes. The guy says, reluctantly, says, okay, come, come, come step into my office. We step into his office in our interview. And I remember though he had like a little, he had like this little water fountain on his desk, like a mini water fountain. And I said, listen, I'm the best salesperson in this place. If you tell me to go sell that water fountain, I'll go sell it for double what you paid for it right now in the parking lot. I see that you got some people out there and they, there was like some kiosks, right? And, um, not kiosk, excuse me, uh, like, like some, uh, some, some tables, right, where, where they're taking phone calls, right? So cubicles. So I said, I see you got some people out there in some cubicles. Do they get phone calls and stuff? Do you guys give them leads and then they close the leads? He says, and I, I knew that that was the case because they're, they're advertising. And I had remembered that they were also on the radio. Their advertisement also mentioned that they were on the radio, Spanish radio. So I knew they're doing advertising and these are the people that are taking the appointments and making the sales. So I said, these people out there, do you give them leads? Right, they take a desk and you give them lease. He says yes. I said, you give me one to two months. I will outsell every single one of them. I won't ask for for a desk. I won't ask for a phone. I won't ask for a lead. I just need you to give me a little bit of training, 
give me some flyers and some business cards, right? And I'll design my own business cards, right? Give me a little bit of training and send me out. And I won't come back until I come back with some contracts and some money for you and you give me a percentage of that money. The guy's like puzzled. So we kept the conversation going. Long story short, I leave out of there with a job. Now, my end goal was I need a job to make enough money just to pay my bills, right? And then I'm going to find a good network marketing company and I'm going to go out there and build it. So here's what happens. Within two weeks, I made about 2000 bucks. About a month later, I was making between $1,500 and $2,500 per week selling credit repair services. Now, mind you, back then we were charging $150, excuse me, $150. I'm so used to saying thousands. <laughs> $150 per negative item and bankruptcies were like $600. Bucks. That's what we charged. And if they didn't get removed, they got their money back. But the point is that this is what we're doing. And I'm closing deals and I outsell everybody within one or two months, just as promised. I outsell everybody. I'm not even in the office. I'm the number one sales guy for the office. I'm not taking any leads. I'm not taking up a chair. I'm not taking up space. And I'm on commission only. I'm not on any salary, hourly draw, nothing. Straight commission. Because I also wanted my freedom. I said, I got the time freedom. And what did I do? Here's what I did. I knew nothing about credit repair. I got, now I own a credit repair company, creditbrokers.com. That's my company. But at the time, I know nothing about credit repair. And here was a system. Tenacity, man. I've been tenacious for a long time. That's why you can't tell me anything about being I know that I'm going to be successful because I know that I deserve success and I know that I'm willing to pay the price for the success that I seek to attain. So what did I do? What was my strategy? Here's what was my strategy. I got some training. I got some business cards, some flyers, and some before and afters. Some credit reports before and after. Of course, name and, and, and uh, social was taken off. Personal info was taken off. But I got before and after. This guy started at a 540. He's now at a 640. This guy started at a 590. He's now at a 720, et cetera, right? So I would go visit real estate offices from 9 a.m. till about 2 p.m. 9 a.m. Now, mind you, all I would do is I would go on the internet, 2007, and I would do MapQuest. See, we didn't have GPS like we do now. In 2007, there was MapQuest. Maybe GPS was barely coming in, but my car didn't have GPS at the time. I had MapQuest. So I would go into the office the, the night before, the evening before, like 4 or 5 o'clock, and I would print out all of the addresses of all of the, the real estate offices and mortgage offices that I was going to go visit the following day. And in MapQuest, I had these, and then I just get in my, I would put my home address to the first one, and I would pick the cities, and I would visit offices from 9 a.m., to about 2 p.m. every single day, Monday through Friday. And here's what I would do. I'd go in there and I'd ask the receptionist, kind of like I did when I asked for George. i say, hi, my name is JC Rangel, how you doing? I was wondering if I could speak to the person in charge or the manager, the manager or the person in charge. And sometimes they would just bring them. Sometimes they would ask what this is about. And I would tell them, I work with so-and-so credit repair company. You know, I like to speak to the person in charge. Sometimes they'd give me the appointment, sometimes they wouldn't, but very often they'd actually bring the manager over. Manager would come over, mind you, also, this is when a lot of, and not only that, I noticed a lot of places were ghost towns because the market had just crashed. A bunch of people had left the industry. So I would very often talk to the manager and then I would introduce myself. Sometimes they would let me go into the office and introduce myself to agents, drop off my business cards, drop off my flyers. And then the people that I would meet, I'd make a point and grab their business card. And I had a jacket. I would put on the left side of the, 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 the pocket in my jacket, I would put the business cards of the people that I met. And then they had like a bunch of business cards of other agents that were not there or that I didn't meet. So I'd grab all of those cards. Let's say there was 
20 agents that I didn't meet. I grabbed the 20 cards and I put those on my right side pocket. So the pocket on the right have more business cards than the pocket on the left. But here's the point. Then I will go to the next office, do the same thing, do the same thing, do the same thing. Then at two o'clock I'd be done, I'd go back to the office and I would take out all of these business cards. And I started entering them into a database. It wasn't a CRM, but it was a database. But I, the very first thing I would do is I would email them because I promised them, I'd like to email you some information regarding some of our services and some of the before and afters. Is that okay with you? They'd often say, yes. Most of the time they say, yeah, email me. Great. So what did I do? I would get to the office at two o'clock, email the people that I talked to first, all of them, one by one, one by one. It'd be easy if I had a CRM, I could put them all in and email all of them at once. But it was the same copy paste email with the same attachments and I would just email them. I remember my email back then. It was jccreditrepair at yahoo.com. I don't even have access to that email anymore. But the point is, I started emailing them, right? So the ones I met, I emailed them first. The ones I didn't meet, I emailed them and it was an email template and I would just change the name. Hey, so-and-so, my name is JC. I stopped by your office earlier and I spoke to some people there. I'm sorry I didn't catch you, but here's the deal. So the email to them was all the same and I just went one by one, boom, 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 boom. Then I would follow up on some people and as a couple days went by, I started getting leads. I started following up with people to make sure that they got my email, right? I just want to stay top of mind, top of mind, top of mind. That's what I did. And, and eventually I started getting leads. I started getting people emailing me credit reports. I started going out there and visiting them. I started taking appointments and closing deals. Why? Because I needed to make money. I had to figure things out, but it was being tenacious. Here's the thing. Now it's easier. Now you could find, if I wanted to do that now, I could either go visit offices or I could just smile and dial all these real estate agents numbers are available. I could add them on social media, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, message them. I could say, I'm going to make a point to message 50 realtors today between Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. I'm going to message 50 realtors. I could go on any other company's website and call them. Just make 50 phone calls, 100 phone calls. Real estate contacts are available for free and they're in abundance. The point is, it's a lot easier, but most people just are not tenacious enough to go out there and make it happen, right? Some of you guys have heard my story of how I started the solar business. Similar story, being tenacious. Another story that stands out to me on tenacity is Patrick Bed David. Patrick Bed David, before he opened up, and if you guys don't follow him, uh, he's got an incredible podcast, Valuetainment and the PBD podcast. Make sure you guys check that out. But I was listening to a podcast and I had already heard this story before, but I was listening to it again. And um, he was talking about when he was, before he started his company, he used to work for another insurance company, kind of like a direct sales network marketing type of insurance company. And he had won a trip to Europe, but it wasn't only the requirements in sales and recruiting, whatever the requirements were, but it was also the going to Europe, um, you needed to have your license active. They sell life insurance, so their license has to be active. I don't know how often you have to activate your license, but that's what needed to happen. Long story short, his license was not active. Somehow his assistant dropped the ball and the license was not active. So here's what happens. He goes out there and finds out it's not active, so he calls the city. Not, not the city, but the state. He calls the state to find out, hey, is my license active? And when he comes to find out, hey, man, your license is not active. He says, how long is it going to take for my license to get active again? And the, guy the, the lady tells him, it's going to take three to five weeks. We're very backed up right now. Three to five weeks. Now, 
The trip is within the three to five weeks. So if his license is not active, he ain't going to Europe. That's a big deal. So he tells the lady, listen, ma'am, I just want a trip to Europe with my, with my company. I'm very excited. This is very important to my family and I. You got to help me out. I got to get my license. You know, before the three to five weeks, I can't afford for that to be the case. She says, I'm sorry, we can't help you. This is a, this is a government building and, you know, you got you to gotta wait in line. He says, no, you don't understand. Look, you're in San Jose, California, right? She says, yes. I'm going to show up. I'm going to fly into Southern California tomorrow morning. And I'm going to show up to your office with roses and with donuts and coffee. And you got to help me out. She says, you're going to be wasting your time. Mr. Bet David, you're going to be wasting your time. Do not show up because it's not going to change anything. He says, I'll see you tomorrow. She says, don't show up. He says, I'll see you tomorrow. Long story short, flies, books a ticket, flies in the night before because they open at 6 a.m., flies in the night before, tells the lady at the receptionist what, what he needs. <clears throat> they get him the roses. They get him the, the, the appointment at the Starbucks to pick up the coffee. They get him everything he needs. Shows up right before 6 a.m. He's got coffee. He's got donuts. He's got flowers. But it's a government building where the, where the um, uh, here's another obstacle, where the employees enter through the back. So now he can't really go. So he's standing through the back, and he's kind of calling the employees. He says, hi, do you know Miss So-and-so? Do you know Miss So-and-so? They say, yes. Could you give her this flower? Tell her that Patrick Bay David is out here. Hi, do you know Miss So-and-so? Could you give her this flower? Tell her that Patrick Bay David is here. And by the way, would you like a coffee? I brought some coffees and some donuts. By the way, before he went out there, he told her, I'm going to be outside of the building, and I'm going to be singing, and I'm going to take you flowers, and I'm going to take you donuts and coffee, and I'm going to be singing. I'm going to be the crazy guy outside the building. She says, don't come, you're wasting your time. So as he gets there and he's giving them coffee, donuts, and he's handing them flowers and telling them to tell the lady that he's outside handing coffees and donuts and flowers, an hour goes by, nothing. Two hours go by, nothing. Three hours, nothing. Four hours later, the lady comes outside. Lady comes outside and says, what are you doing? You're crazy. What are you doing? He says, I told you I'm going to be here. You don't understand. I got to make it. I got to try everything that I can to make it to Europe. I need you. You got to help me. You got to help me. Come on. And he hands her flowers and roses and whatnot. And she says, fine, fine. Nobody's ever done this before. We'll make sure that we reinstate your license today. He says, I'm not leaving until I see, I, I, until I see it on the page, okay? I'm not leaving here until I, I go on the internet and it shows that I'm reinstated. Long story short, they reinstated him. And he takes off. That's tenacity, man. A lot of people have a million-dollar vision, million-dollar dream, but they got a minimum wage work ethic and no tenacity. You got to be tenacious. You've got to be tenacious. You've got to take the nose. You've got to have that mental fortitude. And, and the mental fortitude starts with you making a decision that you got some fucking mental fortitude. You've got to go out there and say, I'm the effing man. I'm the effing woman. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to figure it out. That's why I say every time when I sign out, don't I say, I'll see you at the top or from the top? Yes. You know why? Because here's the deal. I'm going to the top. Either you're coming with me or I'm going to see you from there, but I'm going. It'd be cool to go with you, but I'm going with or without you. But I got love for you. I'd rather go with you than without you. Does that make sense? That's fucking tenacity. You got to be more tenacious. People should describe you as a tenacious person. Pause. Like and subscribe to this shit. Pause it. I'm giving you some value. You better cop pause this. Like, comment, and share it.
That's it. That's the price. Anyways, going back to our you know, regular scheduled program. You've got to be tenacious, man. You've got to go out there and go after it and make a decision. A lot of people think that, that change takes time. No, that's BS. That's another myth buster. Check out my last episode on the myth buster. Change takes time. That's a myth. Bro, that's a myth. Change takes a decision. You could decide right here and now with this video. You could forever say, let me show you the video that made me change my life. That made me identify and be that tenacious winner. When I saw this video, I made a decision that the old me is dead. I had a funeral for the old me and the new me was born that day and life will never be the same. I'll see you guys at the top of the